Okay. Do you want to warm up the vocalizer first? I don't know how. Give me a beat. (laughs) Okay, ready? Boots and pants and boots and pants. Are you like me now? That was pretty good. Dude, Pigeon Toady. You introduced, you introduced me to Pigeon Toady. Now that is something we can get behind right there. He's my favorite. He is my favorite. I He's recommend great. everyone watch Storks. Oh my God, Storks is so it's, good. It's so underrated. Is that a summer movie? Um, I guess really. I guess any movie can be a summer movie. Well, I think... But what I mean by it is that like, they're set in the summer. Like you watch them in the summer. to Corin Talks. I'm Emma Tuss. And I am her dad, Brandon Tuss. And we have a good episode today. A oh real God, good do one. Ever, do we ever have a good episode? And we've had a lot of um, just not so much complaints, but concerns about the lack of tea on this podcast. Correct. So we're going to we're gonna spill some tea today. So we're going to spill the tea before we drop what we're going to talk about. Exactly. I like it. Well, if yeah. people read the title, they're probably going to know what we're talking about. But those are a de- attention to detail people. I don't know how detail-oriented our listeners are because, I don't know, you and I are fairly detail-oriented, so we'd like to think that the people who listen to this show are the same. But that being said, we'll tease it a little bit and we'll go to the tea. All right, Emma, what do you it's got? been so long. It has been a while. Yeah, and and thank you. Big shout out to some of our listeners who pointed out that we haven't been spilling much tea. But to be honest with you, tea has been hard to come by. There is a tea shortage because I don't know if it's because TMZ is not working as hard. Or we get most of our tea from the celebrity world. And also because like... I feel the tea that I find interesting is not interesting to our listeners. Like, they wouldn't really get it. You know what, though? This is your show. You can talk about whatever the heck you want. I don't want to waste time and, and like, talk about this whole big, like, drama and then have no one know what I'm talking about. It's kind of just, like... But that's why we have the Google. The best part is being in on the team. Like, ooh, gossip. That's true. That's true. But you you had some tea. I did find some tea today. And I'm going to basically qualify this by saying I know not much about this, but I did see it come across my feed. And it's pretty exciting news for those of you who like musicals. Right. So the stage production of Hamilton was set to be released in, I believe, October of 2021. So this was going to be a full-scale production going into movie theaters. The original cast of Hamilton, October 2021. I hope I have that right. I'd be in college. You would be. So what they're doing now is they are actually going to be releasing it on the eve of 4th of July this coming summer. Why? Do you know why they're doing that? They basically said that they felt it was a perfect time because it's got a lot of good messages inside of it. It's about leadership. It's about adversity. It's about overcoming difficult things. And the producers and everyone who put it all together, including the magnificent Lin-Manuel Miranda, said this would be the perfect time to release this out into the world. And for those of you who are Disney Plus subscribers, you will have access to that on July 3rd 
of this year. So I believe it is a way for us to bring a little brightness into the coronavirus pandemic, because as you know, chances are this is going to be here for a lot longer than the 4th of July. And the 4th of July is a big time for families to get together. I mean, social distancing on the 4th of July doesn't happen. It's, it's barbecues and it's fireworks and it's big parades and things like that. And chances are that's not going to happen this year. So I believe that the Hamilton people got together and said, Hey, why don't we go ahead and put this out into the world early, much earlier to give people a ray of hope. And I'm not really a musical person. I never have been, but I will, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it too. I don't know much about it. I just know that I tried to get tickets one time and I sat on in an online queue for several hours and I was like the, I don't know, like something like the 8,000 person in line. And I thought maybe people will just drop off and I'll stay here. And I never got a chance to sniff tickets here in the area. It's really, really hard. It is. I knew um, someone who only got tickets because they were a part of like um, season ticket buyers, se- season ticket holders at the at the local theater near yeah. in Charlotte. And like it was like a two year wait. And yes. I'm like, how good can it be? But it's really people love it. Well, if we had your sister on this show, she would be raving about not only Hamilton, but all of these musicals. Like, she's actually got a Spotify playlist that has nothing but show tunes on it. God, I don't like it. Yeah, like whenever she runs the runs the playlist in the cars, like on road trips, I feel like we did this when we were in the Outer Banks once. We just listened to show tunes, and I know you, you die a little worst. inside. Oh, I have a good story about this show tunes thing. When we went to Norway and um, we were on the the big bus the head, big heading bus. around Norway, oh, shout for, out to for Victoria. Hours. Oh, yeah, girl. And Bailey and I were sharing music, and she fell asleep on my shoulder, and I was like, "Okay, oh god." And then I was too scared to move to change the music, so we sat there and listened to all these show, show tunes for like two hours, and I was miserable. I like almost had the earbud out, but I was like, "I'm bored anyway." But it was like. Dear Evan Hansen and all these other ones I never really like paid attention to and I did not enjoy it. And she she she'd tell me that, oh, you loved it. Don't be shy. You liked it. And I was like, I did not. You were <laughs> so kind. Most people would have ripped that earbud out or they would have commandeered the playlist and played something for yourself with both earbuds in and kicked your sister over to the side of the window. I and would didn't want to move to wake her up because then she'd be mad at me and I don't want to get into a whole thing in Norway. So I was like, I'll just I'll just get you through are, it. You are so kind. <laughs> I'll get through it. Where did you get that from? Mom. Ouch. And a little bit of you, I guess. Okay. A little bit. All right. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, was some serious tea. It sure was. All right. Is it really like crazy shocking tea? No. No, it's not. But it's something. It's something. So there you go, listeners. Get off our backs. Yeah, Grandma and Pat. Jeez, we're trying our best over here. (laughs) Seriously, we ran out of tea, so sue me. But today's theme, it it kind of goes along with the whole summer movies. Because (gasps) our our topic is summer movies. Had me a blast. Because we, I, I, at least for me, summer movies are a huge part of like my childhood. Okay, well, you know what? Dive in. You've got a list. Why don't you start ripping them up? The first movie I thought about when I thought of summer movies was actually Grease because I only ever watched Grease in the summer. And even though Grease is a year long movie, like it goes through the whole school year and everything like that, I didn't really ever think of watching it in other time of year besides for summer because it it makes no sense. Because I first saw it at my cousin's house in Montana in like July. So I've always kind of like seen it as like a summer thing. And I love Grease. Yeah. Well, Grease is the word. It's the word. It's the word that you've heard. It's mm-hmm. got 
groove. It's got it's feeling. Feeling. <laughs> Hope we don't have to pay for that bit. Oh, Do we have wrong. to pay for people Who if we cares? shout their lyrics? Okay. Yeah, I love Grease too. I um, not Grease too. You like Grease oh, well, oh, not geez. Grease too. I hate Grease too. Good point. Good catch. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I feel. I, here's what's amazing about. Uh, you know, Grease 2. I can't believe that that actually made its way out into the world. And I I can't believe that Michelle Pfeiffer had a career after that. Because I believe you know who Michelle Pfeiffer is. I do. But she was in that film. And it wasn't particularly great, but for some reason, it's like like a train wreck. I have to watch it. I can't look away. That monstrosity should have never seen the light of day and That's it true. did no and offense to the people that put it together however i like greece also see how i brought it back around mm-hmm. i like greece also just because it was it's got good music in it I know. and i know you don't really i know that the show but tunes really are your thing that's the one that i don't really think of as show tunes when i when i listen to like beauty school dropout i think of it as just music yeah i don't think of it as like a musical even though it is it's, it's strange because when i Usually when I see a musical, it's like everything is songs. Like every word they say is like a lyric. And it never has the right rhythm to me. I don't like the way it is. But I watch Grease and I can really digest it. Well, and it doesn't hurt to watch, you know, John Travolta dance. He's not great. Well, come on. He's a great dancer. At the time, that was like, ooh, that was the thing. Yeah, you're looking at it with, you know, 16, soon 17-year-old eyes. Here's the deal. Back in the day, he was the shiz. I think it was all, it was certain moves he did that I, I, it made me really question a lot about him. It didn't give you the feels? Not at all. No? I never felt any feels for for Danny Zuko. I never, I never thought John Travolta was, like his face was very good. Well, you know about the Adina Mazizel stuff. Like, you know him as a meme. Like, I'm sure that, I'm sure that. (laughs) Adina Mazizel. Have you seen him recently? He looks crazy. He does. He's he's lost a step or two, but he's talented, man. You get older, you put plastic surgery on it, and it's just... Not all of us can Benjamin Button it like myself. Like, I am, yeah. I'm like a, a smoked Gouda. You and mom, too. Yeah, we're just better getting better with age. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I loved Olivia Newton-John in that, and Let's Get Physical, which was a song oh, she released yeah. after that. She was Let's amazing. So, Grease, excellent pick. Well, let me go ahead and do one of my picks okay. right now. One of my all-time favorite movies that reminds me of summer is Stand By Me. Oh, yes. And Stand By Me is a, for those of you who everybody knows about it, but it was a a short story by Stephen King, which Stephen King is freaking incredible. When you think of Stephen King, you think of scary stuff. And this particular movie wasn't scary to me, but it did remind me of adventures I would go on with some of my friends back in the day. Like, I always had this dream of grabbing a backpack, slapping a tent on the back of it, and walking up into the woods to find that Brower kid, you know? Whatever it might be. And I loved that show. And there were so many good actors in it. And it was great but it scared me because the topic was they're going to find a dead kid that's true and 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 they're leaving home without telling anyone and it was a time period when kids would go missing yeah and there weren't there weren't any phones there wasn't any way to contact parents if like if that kid got his leg stuck in the train tracks he's freaking gone like you can't do anything about it so as when i watched it i was stressed out but i also loved all the actors and the stories and how it how it sort of went along. I thought it was a really good movie. That train scene when they're running across the trestle, oh right, right before that, when Vern drops the comb down into the water yeah. and you see it float and it's like that scary moment where you're like, oh my God, something crazy is going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah, that I could see how that was scary. And think about it. If you were those kids heading heading to where they're going, it doesn't really sink in until you actually find a dead body. Yeah, and it's like they're kids too. Yes. And I don't know, it... The whole like dead kid doesn't sit right because as a kid I was like kids can die. 
that yeah. happens to kids. Like I didn't know that was a thing really when True. I first watched it. True. Yeah, it's it's an excellent movie, but it always reminds me of summertime because obviously it takes place in the summer. They're going off on this adventure. They're doing all sorts of interesting things and telling funny stories. And it's, you know, they're, they're coming of age. It's a coming of age tale for boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the acting in it is incredible. And I mean, I just absolutely love it. When you think like boys coming of age summer, I think like you think of sa- of that. I yes. think of Sandlot because oh, that's like very much is like... Is that your next pick? Yeah. Because I love the Sandlot. I I love all the boys in it. I, it, it. As a kid going to like Aunt Anne's house and like watching it, I made me feel like I was a part of the guy group because I always wanted to be so badly a part of it. And I thought, I think baseball is so cool. Everything it is. is. I think it's so entertaining and I just love watching it. And all the players are always like cute and stuff. Who's your Who's your favorite character? Do you remember? Is it? Do you remember the names or no? I do. I, well, I always thought that, um, oh God, what? The main kid, the the good, the good baseball he player. Is is that a Johnny? He's a cute. Yes, Johnny, he was. He was a he was a freaking heartthrob. Yeah, he was a cutie. Yeah, I remember watching that and being like, "Damn, that's cool." And also because, like, they had the the Fourth of July part where they're playing baseball and the fireworks are happening and they're all looking up at it, and I thought it was like really nice. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting because that movie came out in 1993 and I was in college. So mm-hmm. I never really watched it even until I was an adult. But for for kids of your age or like, you know, your cousin Liz, that was like their jam. Like they went to that movie and they loved that movie. And I never really got it until I watched it as an adult. And I was like, oh yeah, I can see how people love this movie. Cause it's just such a, it's such a good, funny story. And it encapsulates so much that happens in a person's life, whether you're a boy or a girl or whatever, it really, it's less about baseball and more about just growing up. I like the the fat kid. I always forget his Smalls. name. No, no, no. The main oh. the, the main boy is Smalls. Yes. What's the, what's the chunky kid's name? What is the chunky kid's name? I've got it pulled up right here. Let there me just double check. There better not be like a mean fat joke. There's Scotty anything. Smalls. There's Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. There's the babe. There's Ham. Yeah, Benny was the main hottie. Benny. Oh, that's a great name, mm-hmm. Benny. If, if mom and I were going to have a boy, we were going to name him Ben. I'd be Ben. Gentle Ben. But no, Ooh. we got an M and we're good with that. Squints. Yeah. Oh, you got to love squints. I like squints. There's Alan. Yeah, yeah. McLennan. Kenny DeNunez. Just find the fat kid. Jeez. I'm looking. I'm looking. Tommy Repeat Timmons. There's a kid named Bill. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he got pulled down off of uh, IMDb. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll have to find it, though. Forget it. Older Benny. Oh, yeah, Benny. This is so riveting. I can't even believe this is this is not good. Anyways, here's the thing. Good pick. I love the Sandlot. I saw it as an adult. He played Ham. That's why I said Ham. I said Ham earlier. That Did makes you really? sense because you said Fat Kid and Ham go hand in hand. That's what I was worried about. They give the, the give the, they'd give the chunky kid the mean fat joke, yeah. like Piggy from from um, oh, Lord, Lord of the, the Flies. Flies. Oh yeah, or Chunk real. from. Goonies. That's true. All these Piggy, poor, these poor Chunk, Ham. Dude, being chunky is ass. That is. I must suck. Well, you don't have to worry about it because you do yoga now and you're I looking do yoga. fit. Thank you, dog. You betcha. All right. So next up, my pick is I loved. This is a great movie and this is way before your time. Caddyshack. Not that you haven't seen it, mm. but great movie. Another sports movie. We're transitioning from baseball into golf and Caddyshack. And I love Caddyshack for a variety of different reasons. First and foremost, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, 
incredible. Loved it. Made me laugh. I also loved the the cheesy parts, like the dancing gopher. Oh my God, you know? I love that. Like those kinds of things. It, there was a little bit of something for everybody in that movie. And I just remember laughing out loud watching it because there's certain, and we would, we would use some of the phrases from that movie and we would talk about it. And because I grew across, grew up across the street from a golf course, it just kind of made sense that there was this, you know, like the country club was this very exclusive place and no one could come into the country club unless you were affluent. And then all of a sudden you've got these wackies caddies who are doing just funny things out on the course and getting into all sorts of hijinks. I, I loved the movie Caddyshack. I like how golf is really like a summer thing in my head because in Montana we go golfing for the yeah. Kelly clan. So it's kind of like I've only ever see or do golf during summer. Yeah. So you I know respect what I was, that. You know, speaking of golf, this is totally a tangent away from summer movies, but just really quickly. I was listening to a podcast the other day and Malcolm Gladwell, who's this really revolutionary thinker guy, he was talking about how golf courses are the biggest waste of real estate on the planet. Especially golf courses in major urban areas. And the reason this is coming up is because there's some very elite country clubs in the Los Angeles basin and people can't use them because they have to pay exorbitant fees in order to be there. And in some states, they've actually allowed like, like even in Scotland, like the birthplace of golf, they've allowed people to use the course on the weekends and not be a member of it. And they're talking about how, well, why can't we go out there and why can't we walk on the golf course or why can't we do this? And it's like, it's for golf. But it was really an interesting take and I was trying not to be triggered by it because I like golf courses for golf. You know, you wouldn't go to a bowling alley and say, hey, can I walk on your lanes? That's like, true. it's just interesting. But I guess it's because for people who live in urban areas like Los Angeles, there's not a lot of parks. You know that Los Angeles doesn't have a central park. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would kind of suck for those people. However, you chose to live there. Deal with it. I get, I can just imagine like trying to golf and the distractions and the noise from people walking by. It's true. I would not like that at well, all. Well, remember here when we lived on, on the golf course here in North Carolina yeah. and we would try to go on over and walk on the course and we would get in trouble and shoot off because you can't be walking on there. Right. Um, you know, they, they would open it up to, to the public or the people who lived around the golf course on Mondays to walk the trails. But other than that, if you're not golfing, get off the course, which That's, I totally get it. I get, but it also sucks a little bit. It does, yeah. Well, there you go, Caddyshack. So Caddyshack was my pick. All right, moving on to your next pick, Emma. Okay, my next pick, ooh, okay, Dirty Dancing. Oh, let's talk about gosh. it. Oh, my gosh, let's talk about Dirty Dancing, and let's talk about your new shoes. Yes, so Baby inspired me. I have Keds now. Nobody puts Baby Beautiful in Beautiful white Keds that I have. They are so cute, and when everybody, whenever I think of Keds, I think of Baby, and this is an excellent summer pick. Man, I should have put this on my list. Yeah, I, I snatched it up really quick. I actually watched it last week, and I was like... God, I want kids. And I was like, hey, Grandma. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't say, God, I want Patrick Swayze? I don't want Patrick Swayze. You have such interest. You I would know. take the kids over Patrick Swayze. Yes. I would pick shoes over men any day. Oh, there you have it. I have a thing about, like, the, like the, the men that usual people find really like, oh, what? I want him so bad. I don't really see them like that. I see Patrick Swayze as, like you know, a dance teacher and not so much as like, a, oh my gosh, he's so dreamy. I mean, wasn't his name Johnny Castle? Is there a yeah. cooler name in the world than Johnny Castle? All I think about is White Castle. Yes. <laughs> That's all I think about. I think Johnny Burger. Castle. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he's That great, movie, 
I remember watching that movie when it came out and thinking how amazing it was because there was so much in that movie. It was such a love story and it was the bad boy hooking up with the good girl and she's trying to rise above her parents' expectations and kind of do her thing and she's in the shadow of her sister and all these sorts of things. And there was just, and the music. Oh, the music in that. really good soundtrack. It was. And here's what I loved about Patrick Swayze. That dude could move. Like, he was a a professional dancer, you could tell. I mean, every single role that guy did, there was some element of movement. Like, he was a world-class, like, gymnast and dancer and so athletic and so just muscular proportionate. I mean, I am dripping on on my microphone. I'm drooling on my mic thinking about Patrick Swayze. I heard a thing that said... Um, Patrick Swayze and the woman who played Baby Jennifer hated Gray. each other. Really? They didn't they get did, along? I heard they did not get along Do you think there was an age difference there? I'm sure there was. I mean, they were in other movies together. They were in a movie called Red Dawn together. So I wonder if there was just some beef there. I mean... Where did you read that? Is that true? Oh, that'll be kind of ruin the image a little but bit. But not really, though, because That's it's true. still a movie. Well, it, it creates tension, which yeah. makes... which plays out on screen, which yeah, I think is really true. cool. You can really definitely tell the dynamic That whole of it. scene where they're in the woods and walking on the log and he's lifting her, doing the lift yeah. in the water, I think that that's some of the coolest footage. That's and if I'm not content. mistaken, not too far from here, they filmed some of those. Like in the uh, North Carolina-Georgia border, I think there's a lake over there where that house is. There was a there was a legend around the lake that we live on that they filmed some scenes from Dirty Dancing there, but I don't think it was ever true. A I think legend. It's, I think it's, well, it is a legend. Are you are you mocking no, me? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I was like, going to say urban legend, but that sounded cheesy. An urban legend about filming dirty. I dancing. think it was created by some guy who was doing a, like boat tours on the lake, and he just started making stuff up. Because that's, that's the beauty. The way to go. That's the beauty of it. You just start making stuff up. Like, oh, you see that tree over there? That was in the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie. Because no one's going to fact check you. Nobody's going like, to fact check you. They're like, oh, and then no. they nod their head, and then they take a picture exactly. of somebody's house. Well, that is an excellent pick. Um, I know, mom will love to hear that because that is one of mom's all-time favorite movies. And that's the kind of movie, if you're surfing the channels on your television and you come across it, you will stop and watch it mm-hmm. wherever it is. Wherever it is. One in the bubble. I carried a watermelon. I carried a watermelon. Yeah. Oh, that the end, when they do, I've, I've had the time of my life. Oh, uh, kind of cheesy though, don't you think? When all the dancers are there and then and they're like, doing that dance, <laughs> yeah. we should we should choreograph our own dance and get like thirty people and we'll do the ah uh, hand. God, the Robbie was such a bad person. Robbie wasn't great. They've always got to have a foil in there, and he was that mm, guy. He was like that privileged white guy who just yeah go cry to your mom, Aletha. Whatever yeah, he said. Like, it's horrible. <laughs> it's not nice. He's not very but nice. Excellent film. That mm-hmm. was a very good pick. Mm-hmm. All right, Emma, my final pick for this particular summer movie took place in 1996. Can I guess? No, you cannot guess because I'm going to tell you, damn it. Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> Will Smith. Never Jeff seen Goldblum. it. Never seen it. Are you serious? I got, I, I don't like like alien invasion movies. This is so much different than that. There's like this, the first two acts of the entire thing is the buildup to this because Jeff Goldblum, the scientist, cracks this code that there's going to be this alien invasion. So you're, once he finds that out, there's like a definitive time when it's going to happen. So the first two, nearly two acts of the movie are basically leading up to that. And then 
once the invasion starts happening, then it goes rather quickly and it gets more action-based. But it's really interesting to see how people would respond in the event that there's a catastrophe like this or an invasion from alien worlds. It was just so good. They tried to re, they tried to do another one, like a sequel, a few years back. And it was not great. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it. It was not great. It was like the 20th anniversary or something like that. It was like the 20th anniversary. It might have came out in 2016. I'm not sure. Oh, but it was not good. But the first one, I got it on VHS. That's a tape you put in a VCR. I had those. I would watch it. I swear one summer, I watched that like every other day. There was two movies I watched during that summer. You're going to laugh at me. I know one of them. What? Clueless. Damn it, it was. <laughs> Clueless. How do you know this? Because you told me like five years ago and I never oh, forgot. I, I love, love Clueless. Clueless is so good. Oh my God, Paul Rudd's so dreamy. We need to watch Clueless some night. What if we did like a watch? What if we break down the, uh, the movie Clueless? Because there's actually some things that have come up recently through my listening to podcasts about the meaning behind Clueless and how it holds up even in today's, you know, like era of Me Too and all these other sorts of things. It's really interesting to see uh, that movie. But that, that to me is a summer movie, even though it doesn't take place in the summertime so much. But I mean, Paul Rudd's in that and thing, it's like Alicia California, Silverstone. Everyone's so yeah, wealthy and yeah, glamorous. And beautiful. Just a beautiful people in that whole thing. But I loved uh, that summer watching Clueless and Independence Day on a Loop was, was my favorite. So I actually gave you two bonuses there. Again, Clueless really isn't a summer movie, but hey, we'll I watched it, it in the summertime, we'll so we'll let it slide. All right. Do you have any more uh, honorable mentions from your uh, list? Okay. This movie kind of broke me, but My Girl. Oh. And it is a summer film, but it broke my little heart. Like, I never thought that they would do what they did in that movie to Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I never saw it coming. And I remember laying on Liz's bed with her watching movies, and we watched um, My Girl. And, like, I thought it was really cute, and I actually related a lot to her. Like, when she felt she had, like, a chicken bone in her throat and she couldn't breathe, yes. I had that exact same thing where I was like, I'm always choking, I can't breathe. She was so cute. Anna Klumsky mm -hmm. was the name of the actress in that. And she has most recently been, well, the series is over now, but on Veep, she played, um, you know, the the right hand of Selena, who was the Julie Louis-Dreyfus character. Mm -hmm. um, she is a great actress, and she, had, she was so cute when she was a child actress. She had these really, like, cute cheeks and she was so good in those mm -hmm. in that movie and you know what here's to be honest with you i've only seen that movie maybe like once i have not seen it for decades would it be one you recommend to go back and watch i would say so yeah but and you have to prepare yourself older, though right yeah you have to because it's really no spoiler it's, alerts but there's some sadness traumatic. right there's some traumatic and sadness that happens there well i'm just thinking of like the whole setting like she lives in a, like a morgue like that's her mm. house. Oh, so nice. like she lives above dead people. Yeah. So there's no wonder she has an issue with death. Well, we kind of live above dead people too. Well, everyone does, I guess. Yeah. Cause there's but bones everywhere. I did not see, I didn't even remember that she was her, her parents were in the mortician business. Well, her dad is her, okay. her mom Are passed away. Oh geez. Maybe I, should, little. <laughs> maybe I need to go back and watch <laughs> Have you this not thing. Seen this? I, I think I'm thinking of home alone. Maybe I just like all her, all her outfits. Like yeah. she had the cutest outfits. Like she had like her little converse and her like overalls. There you and go cute with the shoes again. I'm like, oh. there you go and with the I shoes have again. Converse, but it's different on kids. It looks better. It's but. so cute. Like look at that like outfit right there with her yeah. little cut off jeans and her little pirate shirt, like mm -hmm. her puffy shoulders. Yeah. The so cute. Okay, so I have to watch my girl. Yeah, as one, and you have to watch Independence Day. Uh, we I'll could do a it. double feature. 
We could start with Independence Day. No, we could start with My Girl and then ramp up to Independence Day. And do a podcast over it? No, heck no, we're not going to talk about that. But I mean, we definitely do need to do a podcast on Clueless, so I think that would be fun. Yeah, honestly. Because the the fashion in that, oh my God, you could rock some of those outfits that those kids wore. Honestly, I wish I could. That's true. Like if if I was born anyone, I'd love to be Cher. Because she has the most beautiful closet, her house, her car, like the boys around her. I'm just, I'm kind of envious, can't lie. So good. All right. Well, well, we are coming to the end of our episode. I think we covered all of our summer movies. I'm sure you all have movies out there that remind you of summer. But before we go, maybe we should drop some insights for the audience and let us know where we're at and and, uh, what some nuggets we could send them off with. Well, I well, my insight for today, since I'm trying to relate it more to the episodes, is um, since summer is so close, it's really it's really coming quick. Actually, it's kind of crazy how it went from March to May so fast. But um, just really take some time and just watch some of these movies because they really make you feel normal again. Like because when I watched Dirty Dancing, I felt more like okay, I have summer coming stuff to look forward to it's not all sort of bleak you know because this summer has been kind of canceled i can't even lie like it's kind of being it's kind of being like pushed to next year so whatever you can do to make yourself feel like it's all normal i would i would suggest you try that i think that's the power of film is that it really does transform you and take you to a place and it takes you to a place in time. So like Emma was talking about, if you're in, if you're watching a movie when you're nine years old, it's almost like when you see it, when you're 19 or 29 or 49, you look back and you say, Oh, I remember. And I felt like this. So that's the beauty of, of film and it transports you. And yeah, I mean, we could look at it as being, this is a hard time. We're not being able to even go to movies now, like all the movies we have now. I miss the theater. Yeah. The theaters and things like that. But we always have the opportunity to, you know, turn on the, turn on the film and watch it and just re, you know, rehash and reminisce about those good times before COVID. We're going to come out of this it's going to be all good but um this is going to be a time we're going to look back and say hey you remember when like 2020 do you remember early 2020 when this happened and i think that uh, that's an excellent insight for sure and there are ways around the the depression over fourth of july not being how it's always been your whole life because it's always been around my whole life so this year might be a little bit different but it's a chance for some new memories. So, yeah. I agree. And then that leads me to mine, Nugget. And I just thought of when you when you prompted me. Okay. So, thank you. I think it's just embrace the unknown. Embrace the unknown about what's to come and just stay present and enjoy it. I say this because I am probably the least present person you will ever meet. I'm always thinking about either what's coming or what's behind me. I'm never fully in it. So, when you embrace the unknown, we don't know what's going to happen. And frankly... There's nothing we can do about it other than protect ourselves and to stay mentally strong during this difficult time. So embrace the unknown. And if that means popping in a couple of these movies we just mentioned and we brighten your day, then I think we've had a great time doing it. Because that's all I want to do anyway. We want to brighten some days. I mean, all we want to do is have some fun. I've got a feeling the party has just begun. Mm. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that was the end of your insight, right? That was the insight, and All that right. was a perfect way to walk off with this episode. I hope you enjoyed our podcast for today. 
We always love, you know, spouting out some fire content. We do spout and we love our fire. And I mean, we're just so grateful to be able to do what we do. I mean, we're having a lot of fun doing this. Mm. I mean, I'm learning more about you and I've kind of lived with you for like 16, almost yeah. 17 years. <laughs> kind of. Like you're like one of the longest roommates I've ever had. Mom being the longest. Yes. Oof. Yes. Like, but there was a time when I kicked her out for several years, I think. You were a baby. You wouldn't remember. I, yeah, honestly. Like I, I would ever do that. Oh my gosh. Who you'd would be, take care of me? You'd be helpless without oh, mom. Oh, <laughs> seriously. Well, that's not very nice. Sorry. No, I understand. But yeah, you're right. It's... This is a, this is, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Me too. We're learning a lot about and each I, other. I just think it's such a cool way for like to kind of communicate with people, like not just with you, but through our listeners. Like I get to really sort of like talk to them indirectly, yes. I guess. Do you know what's great about this though? When you look back on this, cause this is going to live forever and you look back on this 20 years from now and your kids are maybe, you know, your age and you're looking back on it and you're like, Remember, I got to, let me, let me show you something. And they're going to be like, oh my God, you're famous. You're in a podcast. I'll listen to it when I'm on, in my flying car. This yeah. is so cool, mom or mama or mamacita or whatever you're going to be called. <laughs> it's it's kind of like your, um, it's kind of like a diary or a time capsule for yourself. Yeah, it kind of is. That's what's Cause, cool. Because I, I love my diary and there's some good stuff in there. It's true. But I do have a fear that it'll, you know, get lost or It'll get wet and it'll all get ruined and all of that content from my childhood will be gone. So this way, it's sort of kind of, it's it's not going to be able to disappear. That's true. Until it's in the iCloud. Until the grid goes down and we're all being chased by zombies. That's my nightmare. Then, I would, I'd be out so fast. I'd be, peace out, bye. That's true. I would take myself out for the cause <laughs> and become yes. a zombie and then I would just do eat do nothing but eat brains. Oh, how awful. That was amazing. Well, we really took a tangent there, but I just, I just did that to say, I'm having a heck of a lot of fun doing this with you and hearing you share your moments and I get to relive my moments. And we are very similar in that we have really good taste in film and, and in music and in, you know, like social media platforms like TikTok. I mean, we oh kill it on God, there. Oh my God, I love TikTok. I know. We need to do a TikTok episode. I will send you some today because I'm going to go to my room and I'm going to sit on my TikTok for two hours and just scroll. Send me some TikTok so I can fix my feed because apparently my feed is geared more towards the older TikTokers. It's, yeah, it's weird. Like you have content from like months Should ago. I create a false self, like a false profile and just pretend like I'm a 12-year-old girl? Would that change my feed? Maybe. I think your feed changes by what you like. Oh, so if, if you if you so, like all the weird old ones, then you're gonna get weird old ones. Okay, so you need to re you need to reboot my TikTok and send me videos and then I will create and I'll start double tapping, which to all you boomers out there means you like it. Mm -hmm. And then what I'll do is I'll readjust my feed. Because right now you look at it and you just kinda snub your nose at me and it hurts my feelings because I like to think <laughs> I am in the know when it comes to the talking. But that that was a big double tangent that we went on. Sorry, there. I just don't want to end. Don't we, want it to end. We have to end this. Okay. We have to let them go back to their day, even all though right. we wish you guys could stay forever. Yes. Well, thank you all. Thank you all so much. And this has been Corin Talks for today. Yes. Thank you. So we love you. Have a great rest of your day and peace out. I'm
mean 